0: King David gives us these words in Psalms 145, verse 3, amplified, be on the screens for you. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. His greatness is so vast and deep as to be unsearchable. One generation shall laud your works to another, And shall declare your mighty acts on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works I will meditate men shall speak of the might of your tremendous and awesome acts and I will declare your greatness they shall pour forth like a fountain the fame of your great and abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness and justice. Now, those verses in the Geneva Bible. Great is the Lord and most worthy to be praised, and his greatness is incomprehensible. Generation shall praise thy works unto generation and declare thy power. I will meditate on the beauty of thy glorious majesty and and thy wonderful works. And they shall speak of the power of thy fearful acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall break out into the mention of thy great goodness and shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Now the Calvin Bible, Great is Jehovah and to be praised greatly. And his greatness is incomprehensible. Generation to generation shall praise thy works and thy power they shall declare. Upon the majesty of the glory of your excellence and upon the words of your wonders I will meditate. And the might of thy awesome works shall they recount, and thy greatness I will declare. The memory of the greatness of your goodness they shall speak forth, and of thy righteousness they shall sing. The memory, the testimony of your greatness will be declared. Psalms 145, verse 3, Passion Bible reads this way. Lord, you are great and worthy of the highest praise, for there is no end to the discovery of the greatness that surrounds you. The discovery of Father's greatness is an ongoing revelation. There is, in other words, there is more and more of it to be disclosed to us. We'll never get to the end of it, but we can discover more of His greatness if we press in to know Him more through our worship, through the study of the Scriptures, and by living uh, by previous revelations of His greatness to previous generations, and in building on that enlightenment, we can discover more of Father's greatness. The Passion Bible reads of verse 4: Generation after generation will declare more of your greatness and declare more of your glory. So there is ever-building disclosures of Father's greatness through. Generation after generation, it increases in magnitude exponentially and experientially. Each generation is to seek to discover more of it. And our generation should search out and discover more of its greatness and proclaim it as well as Declare more of His glory that also increases from glory to glory to glory to glory, 2 Corinthians 3.18 tells us. Now, how can that be true and things become worse or things become bad for Christ's kingdom on the earth and the born-again ones as so often is preached. I know in the latter days that we are told in the latter days things will wax worse, perilous times will be present, but who or what is that addressing? I mean, can we prevail or not? Can we overcome or not? Can it be that things that that things can wax worse for the Antichrist nations, the Antichrist culture, people groups, and yet for God's sons and daughters, his greatness experientially increases? The scripture teach yes, God's greatness increases. His glory increases experientially. See, things are different for God's family. It's different in Goshen. Goshen was the territory God's people lived in during the Exodus, during the the, the 430 years of Egyptian bondage. Goshen was the best part of Egypt. It... It was the best part in the Egyptian empire because of God's favor. You'll remember that Joseph, when he was second in command, he gave that territory, Goshen, to his dad, Jacob, and his 11 brothers and their families. Yes, it was perilous outside of of Goshen. It was oppressive in all the rest of Egypt until finally God dealt with Pharaoh, or Egypt's president. But in Goshen, there was peace. In Goshen, there was prosperity, there was abundance. Goshen was the training, the proving and maturing place of preparation for God's people to receive new territory, new inheritance, new promised land. It it was a place of preparation to actually receive nations that were corrupt. Corrupt leaders ruled those nations, promoting idolatry and societies that opposed the living God. And God said because of their wickedness and refusal to repent, I'm going to give those nations to my people. But before I give it to them, I'm going to have those wicked nations. I'm going to have them prepare roads and, and, and prepare buildings and, and structures. And then I'm going to give it all to my people. And he did. Let's look again at verse 3. Passion Bible. Lord, you are great and worthy of the highest praise. For there is no end to the discovery of the greatness that surrounds you. Generation after generation will declare more of your greatness and declare more of your glory. Your magnificent splendor and the miracles of your majesty are my constant meditation. Your all inspiring acts of power have everyone talking. I'm telling people everywhere about your excellent greatness. Our hearts bubble over as we celebrate the fame of your marvelous beauty bringing bliss to our hearts. We shout with ecstatic joy over your breakthroughs for us, your kind and tender-hearted to those who don't deserve it, and very patient with people who fail you your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness again as i have said the last couple of uh, of weeks who he is is not understood in our times religion has presented him in a way that he is not world thinks of him in, in, in a wrong way god everyone sees your goodness for your tender love is blended into everything you do. Now, verse 13. You are the Lord who reigns over your never-ending kingdom through all the ages of time and eternity. You are faithful to fulfill every promise you've made. You manifest yourself as kindness in all you do. David says in praise to God you are faithful to fulfill every promise you have ever made you are faithful you are faithful to fulfill every prophetic word every covenant every vision every dream knowing that increases our confidence for a new season to unfold he will do exactly what he says now i want to remind you today of a prophetic word that is going to prepare the atmosphere for a very prophetic week i'm not going to give all of it just excerpts and i will expand it greatly on friday night but it's a word i believe is being fulfilled it's a word i believe will charge the atmosphere of this room it will stir angel armies and uh, a prophetic anointing will activate for the assignment that is upon us we have plant the heavens lay the foundations into the earth realm two years ago February 15th 2021 in the afternoon to be exact. I was studying for a message for that coming week on Sunday morning when the atmosphere of my office suddenly changed. I knew it was the presence of the Lord. It was so close, so, so present, so real. And it filled the office attention to atmosphere change it has led me to places because I paid attention oftentimes you you, you you we just drift by the pay attention to spiritual atmosphere change well I did what I have done many other times when this happens I stilled myself and I focused and I simply said Lord I'm listening that afternoon would begin several downloads of prophetic words over the next few weeks. And I would also receive a prophetic vision of Ecclesia hubs becoming like spiritual volcanoes, erupting in in their regions with great power. Hundreds of them. And I've spoken to that before. I got a pen and paper. And uh, simply said, Lord, I'm listening because oftentimes when that happens, I'll write for an hour or two as it just keeps coming. Why he does it that way with me, I don't know. He does. But I heard the Lord say in my spirit, which is the alive part of us, if we're born again, we're alive to God in our spirit. He said this, the new era I have planned will now be established in supernatural displays of my dunamis. Dunamis, of course, is the, the Greek word for power in the Bible. It means power that is capable of anything. It is ability that can do anything. It's a power that can create. It's, it's power that can do miracles. And, of course, dunamis remember, does not mean dynamite. Oftentimes you hear that. It doesn't mean dynamite. Inherent in dynamite, there is tremendous power, but dunamis means the dynamite is lit and the explosion is the dunamis. So it's referring to supernatural release of energy. So the prophetic word came, I am now going to release supernatural displays of my energy. And of course, that's, that is also referring to who he is in his innate abilities. I'm going to release the supernatural abilities, the energy of who I am. The new era I have planned will now be established in supernatural displays of my dunamis. Holy Spirit's power will activate on the earth in greater measure and with sudden surges of mightiness. Miracles will suddenly happen. My people will experience and live in sudden breakthroughs. Long-standing battles will end in sudden breakthroughs. For I have planned the release of millions of sudden personal victories, personal victories for my heirs, validating the new greater glory of an apostolic age, a new apostolic age. I will validate the expansion of my kingdom's ecclesias with displays of my greatness and power, enabling them to see the reversals of natural kingdom government and hell's spiritual kingdom's government promoted by demon thrones. Supernatural reversals are planned that will activate resulting in Victories for my ecclesias, the New Testament church. This will be clear, visible, irrefutable validation. I will confirm what I say. Sudden surprise attacks are planned against your enemies. Angel armies that I command have set traps I have approved they are springing forth in the spirit realm and in the natural realms for I have moved in unseen ways multiple divisions of angel armies into the nations that have my ecclesia rooted into them it is time for the unseen to be seen it's time for the surprise it's time For the suddenlies to erupt, it's time for the volcanic hubs of my ecclesia to erupt in great power. What has been boiling underground with internal fires deep inside of them will erupt. Not in in one place, in hundreds of places my ecclesias in the nations will rise, proclaiming my greatness. In another prophetic word, just a few days from that, the Lord said this. You will now see the mighty deliverance Elijah saw from the prophets of Baal in your times, in your, our times. Freedom from the constraints of Jezebel is now activating. Her fall is planned. You will dance the dance of Miriam's victory dance. The horse and the rider have been thrown into the sea. Of course, that happened after the Red Sea miracle. And so I I knew some kind of deliverance is going to happen. There's a supernatural path. That is opening and enemies chasing us are going to be trapped you will shout the shout of Gideon the sword of the Lord is revealed you will shout the sword of the Lord and his ecclesias you will decree the word of Isaiah there is double for our trouble grace has multiplied the siege of our enemies have ended no weapon prospered all who rose in vengeance failed there is release from our tormentors and sorrow has turned to joy you will say as Mordecai Haman's work has boomeranged back upon his head you will say as Esther the king's authority is within our reach The scepter of power is stretched forward to us. We reign in the king's authority. We validate with the Lord's signet ring. We change the fate of nations with the king's authority. Now see the merger of heaven's hosts ministering with the king's ecclesias. Now see your great king who reigns over his kingdom through all the ages of time, reveal more of his greatness to your generation. Now see his greatness overwhelmingly prevail. It's amazing, God, in this God-planned era, somehow he's going to cause us to discover more of his greatness that David says surrounds us. Verse 3 in the King James Version reads this way, God's greatness is unsearchable. In other words, you just keep finding more of it the more you search. Message Bible says there is no boundaries to your greatness. New Living Translation, your greatness can't be measured. Voice Translation, your greatness knows no limit, recognizes no boundaries, and no one can measure or comprehend your magnificence. Somehow it doesn't seem enough to say God is great. Somehow, it, it doesn't seem adequate to say God is bigger than our problems. But He is. A week or so before the new year, this year, Holy Spirit began to remind me of the song, How Great Thou Art. I've brought it up several times. He has reminded me of this song, pretty much every day. He has has brought it up somehow, and it it came like a prophetic word to me. I've never really had a song be that emphatic concerning prophecy, and I had the sense that this was a prophetic song for this year. I've hummed the song, I've, I've sang parts of the song all of January. There's something about it that we need to get. There's a message in it we need to soak ourselves in, uh, especially as we prepare for this week. Here's the song's context. In 1886, Carl Bobarg, a Swedish pastor, was visiting a beautiful countryside estate when he was suddenly caught in a fierce thunderstorm. And there was awesome thunder and lightning that he described as violent. I think we've all experienced a violent thunderstorm. But then, this violent uh, thunderstorm, then it quickly ended. The skies cleared, revealing brilliant sunshine And a canvas of blue. He also began to hear the chirping of the birds that had sheltered in the trees during this this thunderstorm, and they then began to sing. The wonder of that moment, as sometimes simple things in life do, captured his attention. I remember maybe 20 years or so ago, we were hunting in Colorado, in the Black Mountain region, Dutch and I, a couple others. But I remember us hunting there, and uh, we got lost, like we always do. When we go hunting, we're going to get lost, if out there anyway, seems like. But I remember us, we... We stopped by the Department of Wildlife to get some maps and we showed him where we were going, the ranger, and he said, now, whatever you do, don't go over here. And he pointed on the map and it said Hell's Hole. He said, don't go there, it's bad, it's really bad. Don't even think about going in there. So we went out, went to the truck, knowing exactly where we were going to go how could we not go to hell's hole? So we did. And we got lost. It was bad. The GPS that we had told us we, had, we went in before daylight, come out after dark. We had walked over 21 miles. And it wasn't flat up and down. Anyway, about four or five hours into that, we came to a a meadow with one of the most beautiful, clear crystal streams flowing, trout in it. It was absolutely stunning, just beautiful. We realized very few people have seen what we are seeing. We actually sat down for a few minutes just to look at it. And, and you couldn't help but but say, God did this. Only God could do this kind of scene. It was absolutely magnificent and um, why something like that affects you you think about it I still think about it to this day but it does affect you and uh, that must have been something like what pastor Bob Berg was experiencing the scenes after this thunderstorm touched him deep inside and and he fell to his knees in worship and it had a profound effect on him though he wouldn't know it it would also have a profound effect on millions and millions of people later that day pastor boberg was inspired to write what he called stanzas, stanzas of praise it was poetry it was like an 18th century blog Well. Swedish congregations that read it began to sing it to the tune of one of their country's old folk songs. And for years, uh, they sang this in these little country churches until two English missionaries heard it. Reverend H.K. Hine and his wife heard this amazing song and they took it back to Britain with them. And they didn't do anything with this song until another thunderstorm rose, World War II. In 1939, when war broke out, Reverend Hine added a fourth verse to this psalm, this and he began to sing it in prayer meetings concerning the war in churches all over, all over Britain. And not long after that, a young evangelist in America heard it at a Youth for Christ conference. And he would make it famous in the late 40s and 50s in his crusades. He was Billy Graham. It's truly amazing how Holy Spirit can take the, the, the heartfelt praise and worship of a simple country pastor who very few knew, who was stuck in a fierce thunderstorm, and used that event to inspire generations. Suppose it's similar to how he uses the praises of a young shepherd boy named David to this day. David never thought that 3,000 years later we would be singing his songs. I remember being in Red Deer, Canada, just um, north of Calgary, doing a conference just a few years ago now. But I had been in a four-months stretch of one conference after the other. I think it finally totaled out to 15 different conferences, um, trying to do what I could to activate a new era uh, in the in the church. Uh, push for revival as best I could and trying to activate angel armies in all the provinces because that was a prophetic word to me and, and teaching on how to plant the heavens and those sorts of things. And during, uh, there in prayer during this time in Red Deer, one morning I began pondering God's greatness. I began thinking about his bigness, and there in that hotel room preparing for the message that night, I began to think about how fathomless his greatness really is. It is unsearchable. And I also began to think about all the testimonies that I had heard that past four months or so at the book signings after those services. And I begin to jot them down. Here's my son Tom, I heard one night. Here's my son Tom, doctor said he would never walk. But look, he's just fine. Apostle Tim, let me introduce you to my dad. Would you sign a book? Would you sign a book for for him? he was given three months to live in 1998. His cancer had just spread too far and they, they sewed him back up saying, sorry, we, we really can't do anything for you. We'll just give you some medication to get you through the pain. But, but that was 20 years ago. God healed him. We prayed. We, 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 we talked to God. We gave it to God. And I heard an 89-year-old man say, God has been so good to me. Sign this one for our, our whole family, Apostle, would you? Mom, dad, three kids. And they gave me all the names. <laughs> See, we weren't able to have kids, but, but God said otherwise. And look, here we are. God healed me of multiple sclerosis. I was blind in my left eye, but now I I can see. God healed me of crippling arthritis. I could hardly walk, but tonight I ran. I ran. God saved my son was a drug addict for years would you sign this one to him he is married now and he is studying to go into the ministry I remember one young lady maybe 30 years old very well-dressed neat-looking clear-eyed and she came up and said I was in the occult I was into the grunge stuff. I I, I was into the occult. And I used to be a witch. I hated Christians. I hated the church. But now, I teach others how they can be free in Jesus' name. Yeah, I heard testimony after testimony after testimony. And of course, all my life, I've heard testimony of His greatness As I was pondering God's greatness there in Canada, the words, the stanzas of Pastor Boberg's praise began to fill my heart and mind, and I I could just picture him in that thunderstorm and afterwards kneeling before the Lord, falling to his knees. I'm sure I've heard those stanzas a hundred times, probably more. But sometimes you can hear a song and really not focus on the depth of the words. Today, try to focus on the words of a man in a thunderstorm 125 years ago. Words Holy Spirit is prophesying into our times. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder Consider all the worlds your hands have made. I see the stars. I hear the rolling thunder. Your power throughout the universe displays. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. When through the woods and forest glades I wonder, and hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees, when I look down from lofty mountain grandeur and hear the brook and feel the gentle breeze, and when I think that God, His Son not sparing, sent Him to die, I scarce can take it in, that on the cross My burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home, what joy will fill my heart. Then I will bow in humble adoration and there proclaim. how great How great thou art. I just saw the glory cloud roll through the room that's why i paused wow sing it once again then sings my my to thee how great thou art How great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior, come to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. In thinking about this week, and the past three or four now. There's just something about declaring His greatness so important. For a, an assignment that is not just regional. Not just national. But international. Worldwide. For this week. is so important. That we do so understanding the greatness of our God he will do what he says. This morning I've left time because we need to pray and we need to soak this room in decrees and soak it in prayer and um, decree is greatness. And uh, I want us to do that and encourage you as we'll, we'll play Rachel's song, the American Anthem, which is prayer decrees in song and I, and I want you to be free to move around the room and pray sing and pray as you go pray over the doors pray over the seats pray over the pray over everything move around go in the foyer pray pray over every door so that we, we soak this place, this sanctuary, for the presence of God, for whatever assignment he is putting on us. That When anybody comes in, they feel the presence of the greatness of God. Anybody that tunes in sees the greatness of God. We need to do that, prepare ourselves. Before they went into the land, we, we hear Moses say, separate, sanctify yourself. And I want us to do that. And then we're going to make our decrees. So I want you to stand because I want people to be able to move out. Don't be shy. You don't have to pray, you know, in a loud voice. The song will be going, but pray. Say, I don't know how to pray. Just talk to God. I believe somebody said last week, Go talk to dad talk to dad and ask him to be with us ask him to bless this assignment ask his blessing on prophet Chuck and Dutch and on everyone that comes and on every assignment that we have he would help us take nations I believe that he will and so when the song starts join in this it'll be on the screen you can sing along but please move around the room don't let any doors not be affected you want to pray touch every seat i don't care move around the room but do so and do so understanding he is great enough to do everything we're going to ask him to do and he is going to fulfill his promise to us amen all right Let's go. proud Thank you, Lord. We make these in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. When you leave this morning, remember on your drive out to even pray over the parking lots. I mean, when they drive by, there's some kind of presence. Amen. We ended 21 days of fasting praying and Carol wrote the decrees I hope you were following along but one of the things we need to do is fill this atmosphere with the decrees that we've been praying they will be on the screens for you follow along and let your voice be heard you don't have to do it extra loud just normal but let your voice be heard Put up number one and follow me, if you will, fill this room. See, you, you, you know, I wrote a book on it. You plant things when we do this. We're planting things with accelerated growth. Ready, Father? We decree that fresh air is being breathed upon the airs. Cleanse us, purify us. Create clean hearts within us that we may hear and receive all you have for us in the name of Jesus. Day two, today in the name of Jesus, we decree as his heirs we will live in resurrection life and resurrection power. We will live and move and have our being in him and through him. He lifes us to walk out our destinies daily. Day three, we declare that God planned waves of revival are building. We declare Lord of the harvest is calling prodigals home. And and we call in from the north, the south, the east, and the west, sons and daughters, mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, friends, neighbors, co-workers, be saved in the name of Jesus. Number four, we decree That Ecclesias are rising up and new levels of authority will be seen in Christ's kingdom. We will plant the heavens with your word and declare your word will not return void. Day five, we declare there will be no lack in our homes, every need supplied. Above and beyond what we can ask or think, we decree as we sow our seed that He is our provider and He is more than enough. Six, we declare that we are filled with His hope. He has resuscitated us and we are alive again in Him. We are no longer hopeless and we receive the fresh air He's breathing into us. Seven, We decree that fresh outpourings of the Holy Spirit will liberate dreams, destinies, callings and purpose in our lives. He is ordering our steps, orchestrating divine connections, and releasing favor over us for His glory. Eight. We decree a strong and courageous spirit is rising up in the airs. We will be filled with His boldness, find our voice, and make a stand in our land, especially regarding abortion and legislation that does not fight for our babies. Nine, we decree as we prioritize our time in the secret place with you, wisdom and revelation will be revealed to us along with the secrets of your heart. And We will walk with you, ride with you, stand with you, in your name 10 we decree the heirs of god are shifting into unprecedented times that you have ordained prophetic words are intersecting their moment and a mighty new era is springing forth we will answer the charge and move forward accompanied by angel armies 11. we decree doors are being unlocked being opened and your favor is shifting us to greater levels. We will reign as your kingdom heirs and we will not back down. We will bring your glory and honor and all the praise. 12, we decree as heirs of his kingdom. We will now move supernaturally in the power benefits of being his sons and daughters, bold as lions, not as those who step back or turn back, but full of courage to move and operate as He orchestrates our times, seasons. 13, we decree the gifts and callings you have placed in our lives are coming to life as never seen before. We will stir them up as, as we pursue your plan and purpose for such a time as this. We declare, this is our season. This is our moment. 14 We decree favor, favor, favor. Open doors that are orchestrated by Holy Spirit, and angel armies accompanying us to achieve victories that have been planned by you. We declare there are more with us than against us, and by the power of your spirit and your name, we win. 15 We declare the evil ones are being dethroned, displaced, and removed. The greater one abides in us and works through us, and we shall not be moved. We decree the world will see a mighty, bold New Testament church in 2023, and it begins with me. 16. We decree a new wind is blowing and the Ecclesias will become wind farms, generating Holy Spirit power in order to expand your kingdom. Our focus will be steadfast and sure as we pursue and walk in the boldness that comes from knowing you and putting you first. 17, we decree 2023 will be a year that your kingdom grows, expands, and prospers. The Ecclesia is becoming the passionate bride that stands with you and we decree as your army, we continue to mobilize and follow your instructions. 18, we decree aggressive Ecclesias are moving into their territories, declaring your word and refusing to back down. We are equipped and ready for battle. Alert to your instruction and leading. Nineteen, we declare our faith and confidence are in you alone. You see the big picture, so our trust is in you. Even when we can't see it or feel it, we know you are working, and you work all things for our good. Twenty, we decree we daily clothe ourselves in your armor. We pray in our spiritual language. We listen for and know your voice, and our passion is found in your presence. 21. We decree a new wind is blowing. Father, let your fire fall. Your spirit reign and breathe on us as we worship you in spirit and in truth. We declare the enemy is defeated and under our feet. We declare we will see and experience amazing things this year, and it is all
1: because of you. Breakthrough is here. Hallelujah.